Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. My name is Trainer Thatch, and I'm your host. Here today with my excellent co-host, we've got the one and only Seth Vilo. It is I, yes. And we've got the excellent Claude Nine. Hello, Puckle. How is it going? It's exciting. We're here to talk Pokemon. Uh, the Puckle Podcast, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. Today, we are going to talk, I think, everything, honestly. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a all little, of it. A little bit of all of it. There's a lot going on. What have I done in the past three days? Because we're recording this very early, because uh, by the time yeah. that we would normally be recording this, I will be on an airplane to Japan. And I'll be fighting for my life in Peoria. Yeah. <laughs> and I will be sleeping at the comfort of my couch. Yes. Wait, are you sleeping Watching on your couch? Set. Oh, okay. No, okay. but I like it. It's comfortable. And, you know, it's a nice couch. I there are nights where my couch is the most comfortable place to sleep. I will Man, admit to that. No, my, my my couch is great for napping, not for sleeping. Have you oh. ever done the thing where like you get super tired on your couch and you're like, oh, I should just go to bed, and then you go to bed oh. and you can't fall asleep? Yes, all the time. Isn't that the most annoying thing in the entire world? If you don't take naps, you don't have that problem. Forget our prior topic. What? Are, what? This is our new yeah, topic. This is our new topic. Pokemon, Pokemon sleep, sleep. <laughs> and why it's not working yeah. for us. Pokemon sleep and how not to get any. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where to f- fantastic sleep and where to find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not <laughs> It's not in my bed, apparently. It was apparently on my yeah. couch. Uh, but yeah, we're doing it real early, and I, I appreciate that. Thanks, y'all. I mean, I also appreciate <laughs> that because now I don't have to make... All right, I don't have to make arrangements for a not show to exist. Uh, yeah. Same. Yeah, because by the time this comes out, I will just be, I think I will be in Tokyo that day, uh, futzing around, doing something. Nice. Yeah, my in-laws decided to make a spontaneous trip down this upcoming weekend. Oh, like, all right, cool. That's exciting. Also nice. So I'm glad we're doing this now as well. <laughs> I, I will be, uh, I, I will probably go to a Pokemon Center that day. Nice. That's going to be cool. The last time I was in Japan, I think I went to about a Pokemon Center. Well, I went to, I think I went to five or six of the Pokemon Centers in Tokyo. I think that's just about all of them in like the Tokyo area. There's about six of them. I forget exactly how many. I did go to as many of them as were reason. Like I went to one that I would even call like unreasonable to go to. Okay. Because, uh, so like I was in Tokyo proper. I was, uh, staying 
not in Akihabara, but in the neighborhood right next to Akihabara, which was really nice in all honesty, because like Akihabara is bumping at night. Hmm. And if you stay in the neighborhood over from it, it's not nearly as loud. <laughs> so you can uh, say one can imagine. Yeah, it is much nicer. So all right, we were there. And so there's there's a Pokemon Center. So uh, Pokemon Worlds was here in Yokohama, which is honestly just like a suburb of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And but the problem is from like where we were staying, like near Akihabara, Electric City, you know, just j- just Japan things. <laughs> It was about a 40-minute train ride, which was probably the longest train ride I took while I was there. Wow. Okay. It's like, it was like out in the middle of nowhere. I think Yokohama is also where they have like the giant Gundam suit, or at least one of the giant Gundam suits. That sounds right. I assume Japan is just pouring their uh, defense budget into Gundam suits. (laughs) You know, that might be the way to go. Wouldn't it be funny if that's actually, like, if that actually turned out to be true? Like, like Japan is pouring its defense budget into. Oh, look at this! Oh, look, we made a reference to uh, anime. War happens. Uh, It starts moving. (laughs) Well, okay, so uh, one of them does move. I I think it's technically like still supported by like a stand or something, so it doesn't like lift Uh its leg and fall over. It's got stand powers. But it does, uh, they do have one that d- can walk. Now, does it walk nice. fast? No. It doesn't need to. <laughs> but it does, in fact, walk. Japan's got a bunch of weird that, stuff. That's like only this. step one. Huh? Step yeah, one. Put them to, yeah, that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> but yeah, po- uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm going to go to a couple, though, because we're going we're gonna to be in a few places. We're going to be in Osaka, Kyoto, um, and Tokyo. The entire time. Nice. And That's I cool. know there's at least two in Osaka. Uh, there's at least two Pokemon centers in Osaka. And there's uh, one, at least one in in Kyoto. I think there's at least one in Kyoto. So that'll be, nice. that'll be a good time. But yeah, there are two, definitely two in, uh, in Osaka. So I'm not going to go to as many as I went to last time where I went to like six. Mm-hmm. Makes Take sense. Take all the pictures. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But I think one of them is, one of them in Japan is just not worth going to, by the way. Like, if you ever go to Japan, you can 1,000% skip the, uh, unless it's, like, the only one you can go to. But if you're in, like, the uh, Tokyo Station, Mm -hmm. there is a Pokemon Center in Tokyo Station. Interesting. Okay. It is definitely the one to skip. (laughs) There is nothing there. Like, every one of them usually has, like, something unique to that store that you can go Mm -hmm. and buy. But it's uh, actually, uh, that one just didn't have anything. Like, I was hoping for, like, because they all have, like, a Pikachu plush that's unique to that store. Right. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping that there would be, like, a Pikachu with, like, a train conductor's hat on or something. But no. Just no. That's a bummer. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. There's a few. You could, like, you could definitely go to Pokemon Centers all over the place. Cool. uh, In Japan. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm... One day I'll go to all of them, but not this time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely plenty to go to, though. Yeah. That's a video in itself. I visited every Pokemon Center in Japan. Okay, so honestly, <laughs> not that difficult of a task. I will be honest with you. Most of them are in Tokyo. <laughs> no, but you have to vlog the whole experience, you know, buy Start something at every store. Or buy the, like, I have to be, like, cool with vlogging. I, I don't know how comfortable I am. Like, I'm comfortable sitting in my office <laughs> talking on a microphone. And making content. Yeah, but you have to get each unique Pikachu from each center and have like your own display wall of all of them. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh dear. No, thank you. 
I mean, yeah. it, it, there, there's definitely a few of them that are interesting. That I, like I think the ones I won't have gone to are going to be the one in Nagoya. There's one in uh, Fukuoka. There's another one in. Uh, let me see, Hiroshima that I'm not going to go to. Hmm. Kind of all over the place. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Th- no, there's yeah. a there's a good number of them in Japan. I, I'm sorry to take mm-hmm. away from like your Pokemon experiences, but I would like to hear them. Actually, Seth, what are you playing this weekend? That's a good question. Yeah. So I'm real excited. As I've mentioned, by the time the show comes out, it'll be done and I'll be the champion. Of yeah, course. You but, will um, have won your, yeah, your yeah, yeah. trip to Worlds. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm going to Peoria Regionals this weekend and I am picking up Shamu at the airport and we're making the drive from my place up to Peoria. That's nine and a half hours or so that Shamu and I get to just chill in my car. <laughs> is it nine and a half hours is closer than I thought it would be? Yeah, yeah. Either, and I, I thought I remembered it being eight last time, but I must have just been really into the audiobook I was listening to. Yeah, that's much so. shorter than I expected it to be. I, I expected mm-hmm. it to be like 10 to 12 for you from there. Yeah, it's not bad. It'll probably end up being closer to 10 or 11 after, you know, stops, yeah, yeah, gas. Yeah. Stopping at every McDonald's on the way up so Shamu can get the McDonald's promos. Oh, y'all got a Bucky's out there? We got a few of them that we're going to cross by, that's for sure. Yeah, there's definitely one in <laughs> Kentucky, right? Like, you have to go through yeah. Kentucky. There's one in Kentucky. There's one on... Those are the places you want to stop. Nicest bathrooms. Just, like, 45 minutes up from me on 75, there's one. So, yeah. yeah. H- have you decided, though, what you're playing? Uh, yeah, I think so. What are you playing? I am almost positive that I am going with Lost Zone Charizard EX. Oh my gosh. Because it feels like Lost Tina, which I really like, but it isn't as fragile. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to call Lost Tina fragile. It's fragile. The, the reason I say fragile is because, you know, you put the Giratina V down, it gets yanked up and popped, and then you're behind by. Not only strategy and two prizes. No, no. So, so the advantage the the advantage one hundred percent is that when it's small, it is just a yeah. single prizer. That is the advantage. And when it's big, it's two shot. <laughs> like yes. that's the other part. Three hundred and thirty is a lot of HP to get through on that Charizard. I do agree with you there. I don't know. Like if I were playing Charizard, I would still just play Pidgey on Arceus. Honestly. Yeah, I just like the Lost Zone engine so much. Yeah, I would honestly even argue the, uh, like the, did you see that Entei variant floating around? Yes, I have. The one that won Brazil. Yeah, yeah the one that won Brazil. I think that one's also very interesting. I don't that think it's very strong. I like that one, honestly, because you get an Entei. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Not only did I buy, <laughs> like, one of the full art Entei's from. <laughs> nice. If, well, from, well, I, so I went out and I bought them just because, like, I really like the art of the, of the ones from Crown Zenith. The Soikun Entei and Raikou. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because yeah. I'm a Gen 2 boy at heart. Yeah. And uh, the original 251 are all that matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me tell you what, what might change me uh, playing this deck is if I don't get the Charizards. Oh, you don't have the Charizards? Uh-oh. I currently have one still proxied. You can just pick it up. You can just pick it up. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Like, a couple weeks ago, I thought ahead and pre-ordered them and i got the notification last saturday oh your charizards have been delivered and i'm yeah. like okay cool how much are charizards going for by the way right now like 20 bucks each for That's the regular art not bad what i not expect th- yeah. yeah yeah but yeah i get home i check my mailbox they're not there so i click the uh, order because it had a tracking number because i paid for expedited shipping and um it was delivered all right to a random address in new york which oh, is cool. not where i live 
Well, that so, person's going to be really so, happy with their cards. <laughs> right. so, you, so you got a full refund, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, full refund, the whole thing. So thank goodness. It happens sometimes. And uh, the only problem is none of my local shops have a Charizard. So, so I'll see if I find one. You can, you can be able to, you'll be able to come up at the venue. Like, oh, yeah. It, it, it might be a couple of dollars more expensive, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah. I'll be fine. You'll be able to pick one up at the fine. venue. Yeah. But it's kind of like getting making me sweat just a little bit. <laughs> You'll be able to pick Can't one up lie. at the venue. There's no way that you won't be able to pick one up at the venue. Exactly. Oh, now, granted, yeah. will it be the hundred, the the eighty dollar like uh, secret <laughs> illustration art? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck with one off print, and it'll drive me nuts. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's gosh. fine. It's fine. But yeah, that's what I'm doing this weekend, and I'm I'm real excited for it. That's awesome. So, Claude, uh, anything other than being planned to uh, to watching Seth on the couch? <laughs> A little bit. Uh, so. My mom is slowly cleaning out our house from back home, and she sent me a box with all of, like, my old Pokemon stuff from, like, Gen 1 through Gen 4. And it's just, like, old Pokemon cards I didn't realize I still had. (laughs) All of the old, like, game manuals, and a bunch of other, like, random things from, like, Gen 4, because I was... Gen 4 was my biggest generation. I loved it the most. I don't know why. But one of the things that came with it was this Nintendo DS Palkia... Like stylus. Okay. That I just have like around my desk now that I just like to play with and pretend like I'm on my, you know, it's a pen and I get to. Is use. that that stylus that you got for like pre-ordering? Yep, for the Nintendo oh, DS. A hundred percent. I know. I know what you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about. I have that. Like there was a Garatina minifig that came with when I pre-ordered. Um, Platinum. I have this. I have a Lucia for Soul Silver. I'm like, this is just gonna sit around my office, and you know, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So th- that's that. Like, part of me is like, I really just want. I wish this was a pen, so I could bring it to like a Pokemon League and just start taking notes with it, and be like, oh, people think <laughs> I'm playing Palkia, but really, you know, that's why you get a playmat that you custom make with uh, with a Lugia on it, and then you whip out Maridon, and <laughs> they get real confused. Oh, no. <laughs> I've done that before. No, I, I'm still representing the puckle, the puckle mat, and it will be the puckle mat probably until I eventually switch over to the Mew one from <laughs> 151 because I like that metal. Until we get a new puckle mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to get like a cool design if we do another one though. Like I want to like outsource it and get some cool art. We'll figure something out. Yeah. I like reached out to a guy that I really thought did some cool art, and I haven't mm-hmm. heard back. No. I do like what Basket did with this one, though, mainly yeah. because, you know, he put Sableye front and center. It feels right. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> My one issue is I'm not on it, so I'm kind of pissed about that. <laughs> That's true. All the listeners, like, all all three listeners that really care about this topic are just like, where can I buy one of these? And the answer is, you can't. Right. Not yet. <laughs> if, if, if you ping Thatch enough, he'll make a new one for sale. No, please, God. I think I've got, like, I think I've got, like, three of them left in my office. Nice. Yeah, but, I, I have one on my desk, and then one's in my bag for when I go play Pokemon. Yeah, I think there's like three of them that I have left. So, I mean, I, one of them I lost at uh, Arlington Regionals, actually. Like, it fell out of my oh. bag, and I just completely lost. So somebody has it out there that's not a Puckalonian. You're welcome. You're welcome, sir. All right, but uh, I'm going to cut us off there, because we've got some news to talk about, even though it's been a couple days, I think, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so we're going to kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the 
Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. Welcome to the news. In the news, we've got uh, very little because it's been a couple days since we recorded one of these. <laughs> um, I think up front and center is that Nintendo is shutting down online services for the Wii U and 3DS in April, which is actually pretty mm-hmm. quick. That's like in six months. Uh, Bank is the only thing that will not die yet. Yet. Uh, <laughs> but but I've seen official sources, like the official Pokemon Play Twitter thing, yeah. being like, it's not shutting down, but we advise you to move your Pokemon as soon as possible. So Yeah, I imagine, yeah. Uh, honestly, after it shuts down, I imagine like maybe a year of operation. I'm, on, I'm yeah. honestly shocked that this happened as quickly as they did after killing the eShop. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised it wasn't all at once. Yeah, uh, I am. True. No, I am because you shut down the eShop. You give everybody time to still, uh, to still download the games that they're that they have yeah. purchased but not downloaded. I am surprised by this because I thought this was the first generation of consoles that Nintendo like owned the servers for. Yeah, and unfortunately, it know. looks. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, we all we all miss our. 3ds's and our yeah and all four of us miss our wii u i i like my wii u it was a good time time does have to march forward though so wii u i think one of the best games on wii u is still nintendo land (laughs) Uh, i like i like pokemon rumble on all the on all the formats oh i love that game we should do a pokemon so stupid i've I've, i've only played pokemon rumble in uh on the 3ds that one game that came out that was like free quote unquote really yeah oh my god it was one of the best games you you gotta play it on the heck out of it on yeah yeah same Uh, on Uh, wii or wii u which one we the first one both okay so i can i so when i'm done traveling which will be sometime in (laughs) november uh i will do this stream if claude pesters me enough and maybe we get like I, I we should set some kind of like social media goal. That's what a real influencer would do, right? <laughs> right, yeah. We'll come up with something and we'll put it on one of our socials. And if you interact with it enough, we will do this stream where Thatch plays Pokemon Rumble on the Wii. Uh, and I, this happened in the news segment, so you know it's going to happen. It will happen. No, I as long as like <laughs> so. Claude has a significantly better memory than I do, and he will remind me. Claude, this is your job to remind <laughs> me. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like the very. So let it be written. One. So let it be done. Yes, uh, I will do it. Uh, I will do it. I would love to do it. Uh, the Wii U. I, I think with the services shutting down, it is just uh, more uh, for me to know that I should just go ahead and uh, homebrew my Wii U. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, actually, one of the things I'm going to do when I'm in Japan, because I can't stop talking about myself, um, <laughs> is uh, I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna go buy a bunch of like discount Game Boys while I'm over there. Okay. To bring home and just mod. Because everything, so what I've been telling everybody, and this is 100% true, is the country of Japan is on sale right now, um, like the whole country, because the yen is so weak compared to the dollar. Oh. I I told my wife, I believe right now um, it is just over 60,000 yen to buy a PlayStation, uh, to buy a PlayStation 5 in Japan. Okay. Um, which if your brain works the way it used to work, like a yen, uh, one yen used to be a penny, right? So you'd yeah, be like, you just wow. move the decimal point. To, yeah. In to my mind, 600, six, 60,000 yen is $600. $600. Yeah. That is not the case. Uh, it is $400. Really? What? Yeah. The oh, yen. Yikes. The yen whoa, 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 whoa. One, one dollar right now is 149 yen. 
Wow. So I, w- I was telling my wife, like, we should just go buy a PlayStation 5 while we're there. And that way we get, like, a $150 discount on our PlayStation 5s. <laughs> but actually, though. Yeah. <laughs> where can I buy one online for this price? Yeah. Uh, you can buy one if you give me $450. There you go. <laughs> Do not tempt me. Uh, you're not the but first anyway. person that asked. Like other, pe- I told other people at work, this was my plan. And they're just like, would you also buy me one? Sir, why do you have 12 suitcases? And why are they all empty? Granted, the PlayStation 5 is only $500. Yeah, well, so, you, so you get you get a $100 discount, though. Well, for you, 50 wow. For me, oh. 100 uh, Yeah. There's yeah, a $50 fair. delivery fee. Okay, okay, okay. You're taking huh. up my suitcase space here, Claude. <laughs> Might as well uh, buy you a second suitcase at that point. Uh, we were already planning on buying one. Uh, the way, cause the way it's going to work is, uh, we've got like our two like smaller suitcases. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to bring one larger suitcase. And the original plan is to just check the, we're going to check two bags, the larger suitcase and one of the small bags, but in the larger suitcase is going to be nothing but one of the small bags <laughs> with that is fully packed because that, that suitcase is just for bringing stuff home. And then if there's more, we'll just buy another suitcase while we're in Japan. Because suitcases are on 60% di- or 30% discount because Japan, yen is so weak. So, yeah. Okay, this is the new segment. Uh, Hisui and Hisui uh is also in raids uh, this weekend, which has already happened. Um, and uh, I was told by the news document that after it happens, there will be, uh, there will in fact be the strategy because it's back again this weekend. Uh, but unfortunately, we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, the yes. strategy, but flying type. Unless yeah, it's terrorist, yeah, 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 which yeah, it yeah, will. Yeah. So uh, other other type that beats that. So this the the next part is just kind of since we're in the scarlet and violet kind of section, it's just kind of the competitive blurb. And uh, I thought I would go ahead and announce we've made the joke for years, but um, Smogon UU is now just what Smogon OU was a few years Gen, ago. It's, it's Gen Four OU is it Gen Four OU is. is now UU because the mighty have fallen. Garchomp is now UU. Jirachi, Garganical, Heatran, Rotom Wash, e- even Landorus Therian is like at the bottom, barely scraping by. Is this being all the OU. fault of Ogrepan? Or like yes. no? Well, uh, no, mostly no, Earth Luna. It's not only that, it's just the general things that exist. And it's, yeah. That's Who wants kind to of play really this game anymore? Gosh. So you use the new uh, OU and OU use the so new OU. So you use the new OU. Gen like I 9 said, power creep is so incredibly real. And it's not even just power creep, because like even the stat lines may not be that different from each other. It's like typing difference. Like Tyranitar can't be OU in a world where Great Tusk exists. Yeah. I, that cannot happen. I think so. Paradox Mons really uh really changed it uh with in the addition to that. I I think the, that uh so there's three things that that yeah. that happened here. One, they called a lot of moves. Like yes. the fog was gone from a lot of Pokemon. So yep. the ones that are around are there's a lot less of them around, which is why, you know, we like gliss- the like move that's set, why reset baby. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, you do have the power creep where that with Terra being around means a lot of Pokemon got stronger. Yeah. So yeah. if you can't live a hit or you have too many four times weaknesses or not the right balance of things, you just you can just lose on the spot. It's a much more hyper offensive format 
than it has been. And yet um, at the same time is also a very hazard centric format because of things like Golden Go existing in OU that oh, yeah. invalidates the use of defog in a sense and can and even rabbit block spin. rabbit spin. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of argument of like chicken egg kind of arguments. Is it that hazards are now more widely available or is it that Golden Go exists and prevents true hazard clearing from being safe in the tier? There's a lot of things going around. There's a lot more hazards on Mons and there's a lot less removal. And there's things like Ceaseless Edge that just set them and Glamora that just sets them by existing and, you know, Stone Axe to a lesser degree. But there, it, it's an interesting chicken egg argument but garchomp cannot keep up and that's yeah, all it is and empoleon has roost now and is holding its place in ou which is hilarious Wait, empoleon's i love i love this. empoleon's ou this is the best it is, i think it is. This is the best timeline then yeah it's, it's great timeline. combo with glyscore it's great glyscore's i think mid and i think we'll drop glyscore's god tier i think it will drop because it doesn't have toxic it has toxic. It does. Yeah, it learns it? it by like level up. It oh lost a roost and oh, yeah. defog. Okay, that's what it lost. But I mean, if it can just protect, it's fine. Uh, yeah. And it gained spikes and toxic spikes, so it's now your spike setter. Oh my gosh! So yeah, Glyscore is sticking around. That might even be banned if no. it comes to it. it, it no, it is in discussions. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think it will either. But it's in discussions. It's not gonna happen. All right, and uh, yes, yes. Moving Pokemon on Go. to Pokemon Go. Uh, reminder: uh, Timber Community Day is this just, coming Sunday. Well, it as happened. of the show recording, it, no, it didn't it, happen. It didn't happen. It's coming up like as of recording. It's not. It's okay. not this weekend. It's the weekend after. And then oh, October twelfth okay. through the it will 17th be. It will the be the weekend festival. of the fourteenth. Got it. Cool. So it Same hasn't with, happened. Yes, and then October twelfth through seventeenth is the Harvest Festival event, adding Smolov. Before, before they've even How added the uh, before they've even added Sobble, Score Bunny, or uh, <laughs> yeah, or yep. uh, Grookey. I'm okay with them not making it in the game though. <laughs> That's also fine. The one you're missing was Grookey. I do think it's hilarious that almost all of the Pokemon are catchable in Pokemon Go to begin with, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. We're close. All right. Um, yeah, that, that's it for news. Yay. Woo. Uh, okay. Puckle's Pokey prediction. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Tiba regionals had five top Charizard decks in top cut. Will Peoria this weekend see Charizard in the top eight? Will it be yeah. among the top five decks? It will definitely be above the top. Yeah, it will. Five. Both those answers are going to be yes. I'm not sure if there will be five in the... Well, the fact that it saw success means that it's going to be definitely in the top five decks played. I expect 10%, for sure. if not more, decks are Charizard. Yeah, I would agree I, with that. I think the top deck will be Lugia. I, do I agree with that too. I don't think colorless, colorless Lugia. I don't think colorless think Lugia. Might. I don't think it's best deck, and I, I think Gardevoir will still like crush it. I think Gardevoir will be there. I, I think Charizard will be top five. Gardevoir, Gardevoir has its problems. Gardevoir will that's be what kind of keeps it. No, you it's have got, to be a good pilot. It's got. It's, you're just you just play the torch strategy where you just don't finish the rounds. You just play one game. You play one game and yeah. then you just you you win. <laughs> then game you don't one. let game two finish. Yeah. No, you gotta play turbo. Gardevoir I made I made the mistake. Both games. Both Gardevoir. Like Gardevoir, honestly, has ruined my enjoyment of playing the Pokemon TCG in person. Yeah. 
in a best yeah. of three. Let's turn to a TCG podcast. <laughs> Are you sure? Let we'll me do that next the... time. I'm on as a recap. I mean, I I do I have won. things in the topic to talk about that involve the TCG. So just like a heads up, <laughs> we'll save but, it for that. Uh, but I do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Gardevoir has ruined my enjoyment of the TCG. As far as the prediction, though, um, I definitely think Charizard will be there because I mean, who? It's it's finally a Charizard that's good. And it's so nice to play it. And it just it eats you VMAX for it breakfast. It does feel good. Dude, Mew VMAX yeah. is a bad play this weekend. It is. It's such a bad play. Or is it now the right play because no. it's, it's such a bad play? So, like, no, Pittsburgh was not was not the weekend to tech for anything. This is the weekend to tech for Charizard. Yeah. This is where you throw in your yeah. Leafeons, your Tropius, your this is the week Superior. That, this is the week that you, you throw in Superior. Yeah. Like, it because Charizard is really hot right now. Uh, the meta has had enough time to react to Charizard doing well. Yep. And enough people like Charizard. Yeah. It's just, uh, All it, right. it's a I'm terrible set of events. Yeah, I refuse to get behind the heart Charizard hype. I don't blame you. All right, moving on then, guys. Uh, this is going to be it for this segment. We are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to our trivia segment. Thank you to Mark for that introduction. We are going to jump right on in and give you guys the questions. I have no choices today, by the way, because I forgot to tell like you're recording super early. <laughs> so you get one question and one question only. Oh, gosh. Okay. From Foxy um, in Oraz, what attack will nature power become if used while fighting Deoxys in outer space? Oh. Oh, God. Um... Uh, is it not just in outer does it space, always become offensive moves yes it always becomes offensive moves yeah. so it's not like yeah. going to be cosmic power or something no, 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 stupid no, no, no. this is this is uh, an outer space meteor be- no <laughs> that would be hilarious it's in wait, outer wait. Um, space while you're writing a Rayquaza Rayquaza outer space you keep saying outer space while you're um, writing a dragon type Rayquaza Want to be Draco Meteor? No. Space. Outer space. Why not Draco Meteor? Meteor. Space. Draco. Maybe. Maybe. That could be true. That that just really like. He seems to be pushing us in that direction. Yes, you are correct. Um, sure. I'm fine with Draco Meteor. Why not? YOLO. Draco Meteor is correct. Yay! This is Thank you, Claude, place... for stopping me from thinking. This is the only place that Nature Power will have this effect throughout the entire franchise. Woo! Oh my gosh. All right, your second question comes to you from Ace Trainer Nova. Which Pokemon is classified as the Cat Ferret Pokemon? Isn't that what? fur? 
the, the wait, cat, cat ferret. ferret. The cat ferret. Two separate words. Cat and then ferret. Cat ferret. Is it furret? Do you no, know this, Claude? It's not furret. Furret's, it's not furret. No, it's not furret. I think furret's like the long neck or... <laughs> the long boy. B-O-I. Um, now that's, that's Gigantamax Meowth. The longest boy. Um, okay. Cat. My mind, my mind is going to Zangoose. Zangoose. Because it's you know feral uh, and it's kind of like a cat, but but it's much it's ah. Uh, what are all their long cats like? There's Perloin, Lipard. But yeah, but those are those are not the cat ferret Pokemon. Yeah, Skitty Delphox. Nope. I think those have fairy. I think those are like the fairy Pokemon. Yeah, there's something, something else with cat. Um, it's not. It's not any of the actual like cats. Like, like when you think cat, like not Glamia. It's not, not Chien Pao, despite. No, you it's know. not Chien Pao. Why <laughs> Despite would it be everything, Because it is a cat ferret. You oh cannot gosh. convince me sword. otherwise. Um, I'm going to need an answer, guys. Uh, I'm good with, I guess... Oh, Zangus uh, will pop into my mind that it could be. I don't, I don't feel strongly about it, but I don't, okay, I don't think it's right, but it's good. Else, yeah, I know. Zangus is fine. Yep, Zangus is correct. Yeah, um, the hint that I was given for this is Thank it you, is Claude. neither a cat or a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> it is very much neither of those things. Uh, all right, your third question, as always, is your Pokedex entry question. Uh, it is from Umbreon 1080. It's Pokemon Scarlet entry reads: This Pokemon punches trees and eats the berries that drop down, training itself and getting food at the same time. Who's that Pokemon? Oh, this has to be Crabrawler. I was about to say that, yeah. That's the only thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. Is Crabrawler your final answer? Sure. I mean, yeah, that's our first round. Why uh, not? Crabrawler is correct. Um, <laughs> it is Crabrawler. How are we doing this? Uh, it's Ultra Moon entry reads, This Pokemon has been known to mistake Executor for a coconut tree and climb it. The enraged huh, Executor yep. will shake shakes it off and stomps it. That's funny. So that is, oh, uh, you guys are four for three, um, so what are we're we? doing pretty well. We're incredible. Oh, man. It's one of the few, like, things I know. <laughs> All right. So this next one is going to be, uh, we're going to talk about some Gen 5 here. There are five answers here. I only need four of them. You get a point for every two you answer. What five sports can be played at big stadium and small court in Nimbasa City in black and white oh. and black and white too? Oh, no. Uh, football, like American football. You do have to lock that in. American football is correct. Yes, I believe. Thank goodness. Football or football, I believe, is another one that you can definitely play. By that you mean soccer, correct? Soccer, yes. I'm, yeah, I'm that is correct. Grounded. That is two. Okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking Thank of the you, characters. Claude. You know, like the the, the the trainers that you see, like in when you play when you use showdown, because people can pick them because they're all there. Uh huh. Yeah. I think is it like is tennis? tennis? I'm about to say tennis. I think tennis is one of them. Are you locking that in? I would lock in ten. Tennis is correct. That is three. I need one more. Oh. Okay. How many strikes uh, do we get? You get you get three strikes. I mean, it, you could just name sports. I feel like is baseball yeah, right. one of them? I think baseball's one of them. Uh, we can lock it in and see. Ba- baseball. Baseball is correct. Uh, yeah. The the last is hockey the fifth. No, it is basketball. Ah, oh, dang. It. Okay. okay. Basketball. But you guys are six for four. What are and we now doing? I see. I know. I see the basketball like trainer character in my mind like that's it all right so your next question is your base stat question this one is going to come to you from zay paladin 
which fully evolved non-evolving Pokemon with Sandrush has the lowest base speed? So fully evolved slash non-evolving Pokemon. So with which Sandrush either has the either fully speed. evolved or yes. non-evolving, like so, single so guess, stage. Yeah, I, so I would assume this is just all max. Like this is fully evolved. The final form. My the mind goes to Stoutland. Stoutland is an idea. Yeah, that, Which that's a good one. Which fully evolved, non-evolving Pokemon with Sandrush has the lowest base speed. Yeah, because Stoutland's pretty slow. 50, 60-ish, that's maybe the, that's 70. That's the first one I have to think. Does Sandslash get it? Um. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So Sandslash is an option. Um, other things that could be... Um, other thing that it could be would be Houndstone. I don't remember Houndstone's speed when it was Ooh. around. Ooh, yeah, that's I think slower than. All right, let me Stoutland. just name all. Let me just think of all the Sandrush Pokemon. You have Excadrill, which I know it's not. It could be Stoutland. Right. Um, it's not Lycanroc. No. Um, it could be Houndstone. I don't remember Houndstone's space speed off the top of my head. Uh, it yeah, could be Sandslash. I think it might be Sandslash. Something tells me it's Sandslash. Um, and then you have the Dracos, the from Gen Eight. Yeah, and there's two of them. It's um, Vish and Zolt. Zolt. Yeah, and I neither think, of those. I don't think those so. are I like think, eighty. I think it's Sandslash or Houndstone or Stoutland. I don't remember yeah. their speeds and which order they're in. Yeah, one of those three. Um, of the sand- two, I think it's going to be either Houndstone or Sandslash because uh, Stoutland actually gets a little bit of weird use. Okay, then I don't remember Houndstone's base speed. Is Houndstone yeah. above or below Sandslash, which I think is like fifties? Mm. I think it had to be higher. Sandslash is it's weirdly Sandslash. slow. Oh, I know it's slow because Sand True is very slow, and I know a lot of the little yeah. cups right now. <laughs> That's fair. I, gosh, it's between those two. I'll it's between you're, those you're two. Gonna, you're gonna pick it. I'm gonna keep my hands out of this. I think it would probably be Houndstone. I feel like that's slower. And I feel like the menace that it was causing early on in the generation was, you know, with it doubling and yeah, but, yeah, everything but what for last respects. It doubling had to outspeed Iron a lot. Blood. Which, it, I mean, doubling is a big... I didn't answer here, guys. Okay, it's one yeah. of those two. It's one of those two. Uh, ha- uh, Houndstone. Final answer. Houndstone is unfortunately incorrect. Rats. The answer is Sandslash. Ah, dang, dang it. Man. Sorry, Claude. Sandslash at 65. Um, base 65? Speed. Yeah. Houndstone is next at uh, 68. Okay, so I don't feel too bad. <laughs> uh, and then followed up by Dracozolt and Dracovish at 75. Okay, yeah. So I yeah. don't feel too bad. That was pretty dang close. We were close. All right, so that gives you guys six points today. I'm going to go ahead and uh, add that up for you while uh, we are waiting. Um, so, Seth Vilo, you get an additional six points. Claude Yeet. Nine, you get an additional six points. Uh, all right, so currently in first place, we have Seth Vilo with 31 points. Woo. Uh, followed up by Linian in second with 28 we have a three-way tie for third between Shark, Dr. Shamu, and Mark, all with 20. In in sixth place, we have a three-way tie between Whimsicott, R. Sigma, and Jushira with 17 points. Sublime in ninth with 14, and Claude nine in tenth with 12. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. 
Race to 40. We'll see who gets there. It won't happen next week while I'm gone. That's all that matters. <laughs> all yep. right. Until then, guys, we are going to go ahead and we're going to kick it on over to our topic. Are you addicted to cardboard like myself and Seth? Maybe you want to pick up a booster box of Obsidian Flames next week. Well, the best way to do it is to support the show by going to trollandtoad.com and using code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout. Whenever you do so, we get a small kickback, and we really appreciate the support. So make sure, if you're buying anything, whether it's Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you can head on over to trollandtoad.com and use code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout to get a 5% kickback for using the code and supporting the show. We appreciate everything you guys do, and we will catch you on the flip-flop. Welcome to our topic. Our topic today is going to be Pokemon through the years, uh, mostly because Thatch wanted to reminisce. That's about it. We've all been feeling nostalgic recently. I I have been feeling very nostalgic recently. I've talked about it on the show before, too. This was a couple weeks ago. I just went on this, like, massive dive into just, like, early Pokemon anime and, like, learning (laughs) about it and, like, a lot of the behind the scenes and stuff, which is actually kind of nuts. Okay. It's kind of fun to listen to early Pokemon anime. Like one of the things that you'll notice if you watch like the first like five episodes of the Pokemon anime is they will inconsistently call poke mess up Pokemon plurals. Oh, oh, like in being instead of being like, oh, look at all of the Pikachu. They will be like, look at all of the Pikachus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it turns out that because they were recording all of this before the video game hit the US, right? Mm hmm. And we didn't know how big of a phenomenon it was going to be. Uh, Nintendo slash Game Freak hadn't given them any direction initially on how to say these things. <laughs> yep. It took about the first five episodes for them to explain to the voice actors what happened. Once they got the guidebook. And so because voice actors usually don't record in the booth together, right? Um, you'll notice some characters like will call Pokemon with an S as their plural. And then some Pokemon. Ah. Uh by their plural without it in the same episode, like char- different characters will do this. And that's because the, the voice actor came in after they discovered their mess up. <laughs> yep. Uh, so it's uh, it's actually very fun. There's this podcast out there that I talked about a couple episodes ago. Puckle. Not Puckle. Huh? Called the Pokey man or the original Pokey man. It's this very humble person who used to be one of like the show producers on the original anime for the first eight seasons. And he was the guy who translated the scripts or not translated the scripts, somebody would translate them and he would make them fit the lip flaps and make sense in the US. Okay, gotcha. That's cool. Uh, he is the person we have to thank for Team Rocket being enjoyable to watch the first eight seasons. <laughs> gotcha. Like as adults, like this is the person we have to thank for that. Yeah, it's very, it's a very cool show. Um, I would recommend it. Only eight episodes. He posts them very sporadically. Uh, he, he seems like a very chill guy though. Yeah, like this kind of nostalgia trip got me thinking about a lot of things in Pokemon that I just don't think would fly today. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like what? What are you talking about? Uh, so there's just like a lot of inconsistencies because Pokemon's become a very like conformal brand. And so like every gen, we're getting like a mechanic or we're getting some new Pokemon. Okay, yeah. Which is fine because new Pokemon are exciting. New mechanics are exciting in their own right. But it's kind of just like a formula and like a checkbox that they fill every time now that they make a game. Yeah. And the Pokemon world works in this very specific way. And I think early on, even like including the TCG, things were like wild. Like one of the things I think I look back at the cards and I'm like, man, I kind of wish they would do this now. Um, Like make a make like four sets that work like this one, just like one block, one year where the cards are like this. And we kind of get it, but not the same. But 
the gym leader cards, like the gym hero set. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're never going to get that again. I firmly believe we will never get anything like that again. Yes. I firmly believe. Like, the closest thing we get is stuff like Fusion Strike or, like, the, the battle styles, where a Pokemon will have a tag on it. It's like, oh, this Pokemon has this tag. I, I think they are very wary of changing Pokemon card names, per se. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of those cards in, like, the Gym Hero sets would read, like, Erica's Tangela. Yes. What that would allow is for you to run four Erica's Tangela and four Tangela. Yep, exactly. Or something like that. And that might be what's busted. I mean, you kind of have the same thing going on with Vs, right? V- or NDXs, I should say. Um, because, like, we might have a Zapdos EX, but if there's a Zapdos card, you can still run four Zapdos and four Zapdos EX because those are two different cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. I mean, I have, I'm looking at, like, the Japanese Whitney's Furret right now, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> No, like that kind of stuff's never going to happen. And I don't know, it's definitely a product of early Pokemon still trying to like figure things out. Yeah. I really like looking back on that and being like, man, I really like the messy years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of do, though. I like I like how it's messy. We talked about this briefly before the show while I was trying to describe what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> like the Pokemon anime ending. It feels like we're kind of losing a capsule, time capsule of like all of the things that were super messy. Okay, so I haven't seen the last 13 episodes yet, and I'm going through it slowly, so. No, no, I'm not going to spoil any of this. I'm not going to spoil any of this. Good spo- Yeah, good note. No, I, like generally, generally what I'm thinking, the anime's ending. We, we've accepted this fact, right? Like there's not going to be like a surprise Ash episode or anything after what's on Netflix. For sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe way down the line. I don't know, we're like turning into Yu-Gi-Oh! with the anime, but that's a different discussion. But like, it, there's still things in the anime in its history, like Tracy. Like, Tracy exists. Tracy's super messy. Tracy existed because Japan thought that the US couldn't handle Brock because they thought he was too Japanese. Hmm. Then they put Tracy in, they realized that people actually just wanted Brock back. And so they brought Brock back, but then we just kind of relegated Tracy to Oak's lab, and he's always there every time we see Oak's lab. <laughs> Things like that. I don't know. Like, I just think about how messy, like, the past, like, the Pokemon anime has become, which is probably part of the reason they wanted to, like, move on from it, right? Is because you have so much established lore. Possible, yeah. In it, and they didn't want to keep it straight. You think about how they keep carrying Team Rocket over when they probably should have just moved on and done something else. Like, uh, one of the things I think about, and you guys should, should stop me if I'm going on too much. You're fine. I think you're doing a good job of kind of explaining the general vibe. Oh, I mean, the past seven minutes have been that. Exactly. <laughs> team rocket in the anime and i always thought like when we were going to hoenn like team rocket wouldn't be part of team rocket like they would try to figure out how to join like team magma or team aqua yeah that's true and they would just join one of them and we would just drop off but they kept giovanni and they've just kind of kept that and then we got that really cool arc in decola islands something like that in black and white uh where ash just fights giovanni randomly uh something like i don't know 15 years later as one does you know which i i think i mean I love that we could have done that in the anime because of how messy it is, right? I, I just love, I love how messy early Pokemon is when we're trying to figure things out. I mean, if you look, if you're looking at the anime, then like you have to think that there's so many plot, like plot armor has so much more impact in the anime than anywhere else. Like they don't follow all of the poke, they don't follow all of the Pokemon rules. And I love that. Pikachu, dodge. Or, or like, let's make lightning armor swallow. Well, so, like, later on, I would say, like, post, uh, post, like, season 10, which it's crazy that we're saying, like, season 10 when we're discussing a show. Not, not, e- not even that. Like, I was watching, 
you know, one of the Masters 8 finals, and I'm like, why is Pikachu using this not effective move, not super effective move to hit this Pokemon and it, like, hit it and knocked it out in one hand? Like, this wouldn't even do, like, 5% at max power. Oh, no. I, I like how messy it is. Oh, I, I love how messy it is. It's not a question. I think the thing that, to, to kind of be a contrarian, just a little teeny tiny bit, one thing that I find real interesting with the kind of the modern yeah. thing that's happening is it seems like across all media types, game, card, video, um, show, even movie sometimes, to me it feels like there's a lot more cohesion to the world. Kind of like they're making a Pokemon, not cinematic universe, but they're really kind of establishing the Pokemon universe much more. Especially now that even in-game, they are not only acknowledging other regions, but we're straight up going to them now. Uh, what is Kitakami? It's a small whatever. And now we're in Blueberry. We're going to be going to what is in Unova's oceanic waters, presumably. I imagine it's going to be very close to, oh my gosh, Marlin. What what town was that that Marlin was in? Um, in Black and White too. Oh, and here I am thinking it's going to be near the big city. You go through that tunnel. Yeah, but in my mind, you're near the port. That's right near, uh, what's it? Oh, you think you're going to be near Cast? I mean, I, I'm more than happy to be wrong. Granted, I don't think it's going to matter because they're just going to be like, you're in Unova, but it's literally nothing to do with Unova. Yeah, but for me, I, I like it because everything kind of feels a little bit more planned, a little more cohesive. Like, the main character girl has her necklace that is, as we've kind of discovered, Terrapagos, which was kind of planned from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels a lot more like they have a direction already. They know they're going from the beginning of the generation. And we're starting the new anime now, and they have a direction with it. I, we don't know, of course, if this is going to be the characters they continue with after Gen 9 wraps up. That's I'm kind... I'm pseudo-worried about that. Yeah, it might... Like you said, that's where it starts to become Yu-Gi-Oh! where now every kind of era has their own protags, and you kind of follow them. That's what I'm worried about, because, like, outside of... I would say, like, after 5Ds, it wasn't successful. Granted, I like that. I like that part of Yu-Gi-Oh, though, the fact that each one was different. Like, they finished off the whole Yugi saga in four seasons, and they went to different things. And I liked that each one had a different, uh, you know, character that had a different archetype that I could follow and whatnot. In terms of the anime, I think it's just very weird for Pokemon to have done that. Like, I'm not saying... Because a lot of franchises do this. A lot of franchises do the Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, but the Pokemon anime isn't your standard, like, all right, we're going to go and just, you know, catch all, fight all the gyms anymore. Like, with the whole Journeys thing that did super, super well is because each episode is its own little story. They can tell specific little stories and just throw in, okay, here's our, you know, loose plot line to get us through everything. It lets you experience the world in glimpses instead of just from one character's viewpoint, which uh, it's it's something I'm appreciating. Even though I'm not really watching the anime, I'll admit it, for just time <laughs> reasons, Um uh, it's 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 a different feel, and I, I kind of dig it. It's interesting. It's been interesting. I don't mean to say that anything that I'm talking about is better or worse, I guess. It's just different. No, no, I'm not interpreting it that way. It's, it's just different. It's a different bygone era. It would be like me being like, man, wasn't it great before we had cell phones? I, which I don't believe, but like, yeah. hey, hey. You remember back in the day? Growing up as a 90s kid is different than growing up as a 2000s kid. <laughs> like, there's just a difference. Of course. I, I don't say think any of them are better or worse. I'm growing up in everything. Yeah. Because we had different types of fun, and I think these are just different types of eras. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, do you guys remember the trading figure game? Yes. I know of it. 
and how they tried to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember that being a thing. It was in the it was in the era of when Pokemon was it was in the era of when Pokemon TCG at least was dying off. And honestly, just Pokemon in general was kind of falling off when everyone kind of started growing up and it wasn't the cool thing anymore. And you kind of had to hide that you were still into it a little bit. It was the rough patch when the kids went through the it's not cool stage. Because I feel like that still happens today, but there's enough older people that are playing it. Yeah that kind of pad that now but there weren't the older people playing it the the trail had not yet been blazed yeah exactly uh i it was just like the beginning of like oh just get through it mm-hmm. it, because i do remember those age those times when i remember sitting at lunch when i was in high school pro this was my sophomore year because that's when diamond and pearl came out <laughs> diamond and pearl came out and i was at lunch with it, like a couple of people i knew that played the game we wanted to talk about the game the other two guys were so scared of other people knowing that they played Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. That they refused to call it Pokemon. We Like, they came up with, like, code names for co- what we call the game. Wow. Yeah, because they did, like, I mean, we're 16, we don't, or 15, we don't know what we're talking about. We're not smart. Uh, it was, oh my gosh, it was, I remember that. That's one of my, that's a memory of mine, one of my core memories. <laughs> that's actually how Puckle started, too. Like, the reason it's called Pokemon Underground Champions League oh we're all ashamed to play pokemon that we're going underground i'm also a very different person than a lot of other people i understand what right you're different you get out everybody's special thank you mr rogers didn't expect to see you here so like i didn't care too much about what other people thought about like if i played pokemon or something i found something like you know 12 or 20 odd people that were just like so scared of telling people that they played Pokemon. Though the 20 of us were playing Pokemon together and we were all pretty good friends. Right. And I'm just like, you guys know, like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're not exactly the cool kids. I remember doing that. And so we, we decided we were going to start, like, you know, a little club of our own. And we call it the Pokemon Underground Champions League. And that's where Puckle came from. Fun fact. Origins of Puckle. <laughs> Love it. It came from uh, mid-2000s fear of uh, playing Pokemon. I think everyone goes through that phase. No, no, they definitely they definitely do because the number of times just like we get thanked for being like somebody's only friend in high school when they're like they're playing Pokemon, they're like, at least you guys can talk about I can feel like I'm talking about it with somebody. Yeah. Which I'm glad we are that for some people. Yeah, I mean, one, it's not that bad. It'll get better. Exactly. Eventually when you get to college, it, it's just it goes away. It goes away so fast. If we take the moment to personify a company just just for a little bit for the sake of for the sake of talking about it even pokemon's done that what was gen 5 oh we're ashamed to play pokemon let's re- let's reboot the whole thing let's re- just restart it you know golem kind of stunk let's make it again better. walk on four legs and have crystals and ah uh, this is golem now i kind of i don't see gen 5 as just like a we're embarrassed of what pokemon is let's reboot it i see it as more of a we really so gen 3 was supposed to be that by the way I don't know if you guys knew that, but Gen 3 was supposed to be what Gen 5 was. Uh, they were they were going to have no Pokemon that repeated. It was just going to be, you know, 200 new Pokemon, but there was such a time crunch that they couldn't get the additional, like, 60 Pokemon they needed, so they just shoved in old Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Good move. Good move, guys. You saved yourselves until two years later, or two generations two later. Two generations. That, that was, like, seven years later. But they decided, like, oh, hey, we're going to do this soft reboot. I think Pokemon's just always had this idea of a soft reboot in the back of their mind. That they really wanted to do, and then they did it, and it didn't work out that well. And now it's Dexit, and it's the same thing. This is like kind of a concept I've been building on for a while, too, where you look at some of the old Pokemon designs as well. 
and this is this is going to make me sound like such a gen oneer. I promise you, I'm not. This is just an observation. I, I think I see where you're going, but this is go just on. An observation. Okay, tell me if we're ever going to see a Pokemon designed like Grimer again. We're just won't. we saw Trubbish. I or or something where like 75 Pokemon have the exact same triangular eyes like Goku. Not not even that, but like so. I think Trubbish is more designed than than Grimer because Trubbish is a full on trash bag and has a concept. Grimer is pile of sludge. If you look at the bottom of the chip bags, you see those color dots that tell you which colors of ink were used in that chip bag. Grimer has three, and Trubbish has seven. Like, from a design perspective alone. You're right. You're right. We're not, we're not going to get poorly designed mons anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not that it's poorly designed, but it's like Pokemon that, Pokemon that aren't based on anything. You know what I mean? That are just monsters. Like, <laughs> There's so many, like, I can think of... Grimer is just a creature. It's like it used to be called Pocket Monster or something. Yeah, I know, and I kind of, like, like think of, you remember, you guys remember Monster Rancher? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, okay, so Monster Rancher, where, like, they're just monsters. (laughs) They're not based on anything, and we had that in early Gen 1 Pokemon, where, like, some of them are based on things, sure, like, Doduo is, uh, but, like, Slowpoke? What is a Slowpoke? They haven't made a Pokemon like that. Now we got to have a Pokemon that's designed... Like, every Pokemon is based on something. Yeah. Like, if we were to go through every Gen 9 Pokemon right now, we could tell you what that is based on. Yveltal is based on the ancient Norse mythology of the blind eagle that... <laughs> exactly. No. You are absolutely correct. I'm, 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 I, I, I want to see this now. I want to I wanna see if they're all actually something. They are. A lot of them are. Uh, and what's interesting is, like, they're taking... I think it's really cool how they're doing that because it incorporates a lot of things. You know, you learn a lot of mythology. You learn a lot of po- animals. Yeah. Um, natural ecology. And now, especially with the advent of, um, oh gosh, what are they called? Convergent species like the tentacle and toads cool. I will argue that those are cop outs. I think that it's neat because it introduces the concept of naturally occurring things in the animal world. I still think Wiglet, Wugtrio, Toad's Cool, and Toad's Cruel are just cop-outs because they don't want to have to put every regional variant in every game. I don't think that there's that much of a design. I think it's straight up like, let's, oh, this is a natural phenomenon that happens. We can. It's the reason that we only have two regional variants in Paldea. Fine, sure. But I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it's some grand conspiracy. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't consider like, I don't think that's the reason. I think if you, if this was any other game that didn't have paradoxes, then there would be more regional. We shall deny them, Diglett. There'll be more regional variants. It, it is, it is thematic with paradox. I do, I do agree with that. But I, I kind of like it. I've, I've liked the regional forms since they started doing those because it also is a similar concept in nature. It's a great education moment and something you can experience that way. Mm-hmm. And now that they're doing the convergent, like next, everything's going to be a crab and we're going to teach children about the concept of carcinization where everything slowly becomes a crab. I, I do think it's very interesting. I do. I do think the way that Pokemon is handled now is very interesting. I I don't know. Like, I do sound like such a Gen 1-er, but I'm just, I just, <laughs> I, I really just want, like, I would love a region because, I mean, this is going on to, like, region design now, too, and how every region is based on a real-world place, which is really cool, especially if you're from one of those places, you feel very represented. It's my house, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels cool, like, that the first region outside that wasn't based on a place in Japan was in the U.S., right? Like, it felt, as a fan of Pokemon, like, acknowledged that we exist. Right. It's like, oh, that's cool. 
and I'm certain that feel I'm certain it feels that way for people who are in uh, who are in France or Spain mm-hmm. or England. UK. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that something like that is very powerful. But like part of me after like seeing that, like, to be fair, I don't think any of the recent ones have ruined it for me. The one that like really dug into me was Alola, where like the how Hawaiian it is was so over the top. It kind of takes you out of it being the Pokemon world and it's just Hawaii and you're just like, ah, though, where at least Paldea is different enough. At least Kalos is different enough. You know, you see the top, the prism tower and you're just like, ah, okay, wait, but Hawaii is just Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Alola is just straight Hawaii. And they're just like, Alola. They're just one letter off of hello. Alola. And every time they did that, I just was just like, oh, thanks for reminding me where I am again. Uh, there's just part of me that kind of wants just like because because Kanto and granted this is part of this is just because in retrospect I was just a 10 year old child who knew nothing about the outside world <laughs> that was not like Indiana or the Midwest I didn't know about like Tokyo or anything about that and so me being like oh yes well to be fair we didn't know that the Pokemon world was called Kanto back then either right yeah the regions didn't, the region didn't have a name having a uh, an agnostic setting I feel like would be interesting. That'd be interesting to kind of go back and get that original capture that original feel. But I do feel like if that happened, a lot of people would feel jaded. Yeah, I would argue uh, unless I am missing something on where exactly it's based, because uh, a lot of the regions, especially recently, have just also been the same shape as their origin point. Right. I mean, all of them have been except Unova, really. Uh, Unova, Unova actually is a very fair representation of like New York City. I know it's based on like that specific spot, but like it's not as easy to just h- hover it over an actual map and be like, here is where it is. Yes, yes. I think it's just because it's such a small area that it's based on. Exactly, exactly. Is Kitakami based on an actual island that we know of? Uh, that's a fantastic question, actually, and I don't know the answer to it. Let me look this up. Because, I mean, if if we're talking about an, a place that's loosely based on a real world region, which it is, it's loosely based on Japan. This is a very real question. I don't know if it's like an actual island, if anyone either knows it or has found it, but that that's close to what you're talking about. I mean, I... To some extent, it it kind of reminds me of Okinawa, but I don't agree with that in my head. I'm curious if it's like the shape of Kitakami. You can just hover over a map and be like, yep, that's the same shape as the island. That kind of a thing where it is loosely based on, but it's not country line for country line, the same place. To find a picture of it and like, yeah, overlay it. Yeah. And that might be something that we find out later on down the line or something, maybe in an interview sometime. Oh, it's based on this exact place. So, you know, whatever. Uh, but that's kind of close. It's getting there. So who knows? Maybe Gen 10 will have something. Or maybe if we go to some onshore place for Unova, it's inspired by North America, but not somewhere I could drive to. Uh, it does look like that it is uh, based on the Tohoku region of Japan, according to this. Okay. It might be very loose, though. Which is kind of cool. Kind of cool. You know. Uh, actually, it, actually, this is something that seems to be very... Uh, very much so, like, just the consensus of the internet. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're probably just waiting on an interview. <laughs> we'll figure it out at some point. Yeah. I th- I, th- I dig it, though, because especially now with the DLC and it's kind of acknowledging that we're going a lot of places and this is all part of this, it, it feels a lot more, as I said, cohesive and planned out. Mm-hmm. 
because even Crown Tundra and the island was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we found an island. Go. This feels a lot more planned. It, it seems the same, though, to me. True. You you know, it, it's a place that you can't get to from the main game. You have to, you know, take a train, take a boat, take a flight, whatever it is, a bus. Okay. And that goes back to Thatch's b- talking about it being kind of formulaic nowadays. Well, that's what it feels like. Cause it's, oh, cool. We're going to have these two DLCs. And then, well, what, there will be a new game next year? Or is it we have to wait a year and then another game? What that game is, I, I'm not entirely certain. But, like, it seems like it's going to be one more... I do not believe there won't be a game. Detective Pikachu 3. No, no. That one of, first of all, that's not a real Pokemon game. That's a fake <laughs> fake uh, third-party nonsense. I think looking back on, like, good third-party games, I do miss that. Like, Pokemon Ranger, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon... Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness, Pokemon Coliseum. Still the best games. Yeah. Uh... Pokemon Conquest was a really good game. Uh, for its time. I feel really bad because I just haven't connected to a Mystery Dungeon revamp ever since Explorers of Sky. It just doesn't feel the same. It feels a lot more either... Explorers of Sky was peak Mystery Dungeon... I, Explorers of Sky, from my understanding, is peak. I, I did get into Mystery Dungeon DX when it came out. Mm-hmm. I tried. I tried. I just couldn't. I don't know what it was. I did get into that. I did enjoy it. That was like my first time actually finishing a Mystery Dungeon game anyway, by the way. Wow. I think I got it and then didn't finish it. I own Explorers of Sky and I just haven't played it. Mostly because <laughs> like DS level graphics just hurt my soul a little bit now. Yeah. That's fine. And I feel like I haven't told to play it so much that, like, I really just want to do it justice and, like, play it on stream so people can, like, see my reaction. But then it kind of, like, kills the game for me at the same time. Those games also suffer from, like, the long tutorials. The long tutorial. Yes. I think my issue with all the Mystery Dungeon games is, like, at a certain point, it's, all right, cool, you have to go through 20, 30, 50 different floors. Yeah. Non-stop. And then you'll get to whatever you need to be. And you're still a Bulbasaur because, ha. <laughs> yeah, because until post game you can't evolve. Yeah, it's very annoying. yeah. Which you know, like I'm like it, it. It gets in my mind that is so much more tiresome for me. Yeah. Than having to play a normal Pokemon game where it literally is fight, battle, catch. No, I I understand. Yeah. This. Moving forward, I really hope we just get another Legends game. Like Legends is. Yeah. I think they realized Legends did very well, and they should do more in that style. I think they will. I think they will. I still, I, I'm gonna, you know, harp on the same couple of things I've been harping on for years. <laughs> Pokemon Battle Revolution, I think, would just be a nice place to go. I think if we had like a Pokemon Battle Revolution style, I think we want that. I see the argument for it being like, oh, we can just use this. Like, it, we could even update mm. it between generations, which one is a terrible business decision, but. You have the Gen 9 DLC, the Gen 10 DLC. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, and now, okay, cool. You update your game and it works. I just see a monkey's paw. This is this is going to go kind of off topic and this is more of like <laughs> This is more of like a slight rant of mine because it, it kind of encompasses a larger problem that I have with the competitive Pokemon community. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think I've mentioned this to you Seth, but I understand the argument of a lot of the competitive Pokemon community where they go they go if they just gave us Pokemon Showdown we wouldn't have to hack, and then we wouldn't have these problems. We're just hacking because Pokemon created these problems. And the answer is yes, Pokemon created these problems because Pokemon doesn't want you hacking. They want you to actually play their game. The, the problem then, like, I did, like to play devil's advocate would be, all right, 
then don't force people to have to buy three, four different games to be able to compete in one. Marketing. You have to buy their product. That's exactly what a business would want you to do. They don't want you to buy their products. That would be a terrible business decision. I don't understand what the complaint is. The complaint is that to be competitive in one game, you have to play the buy game. the others and transfer them in. Yeah, play the game. Uh, also, it's not five other games. It's like... I think it's Legends, uh, Short and Sh- Yeah, those are the main two. I, I'm, just, I'm over-exaggerating. I mean, it, it does include the DLC, so like, if you really want to include that as a game, we can argue three, but I, I don't think it's that big of an issue. I like They literally are just expecting you to have played Pokemon. Yeah. I understand that, but if you also want new people to get into the scene... I don't know that they care about that, in all honesty. They are getting new people into the scene. Very much so. I I don't know the numbers behind VGC. Uh, VGC sells out just as fast as TCG now, if not faster. Yeah. Okay. Granted, there are smaller numbers allotted to them. That's the other problem of it, too. Just for... for but, I mean, it's it's large compared to... In a second year of a video game in the format, right now is the best attendance I think the video game has ever seen in v- VGC. And I think it's a large part due to the general accessibility of the game, training, things like that. Like, you can make... It already is very accessible. I do agree with that. Oh, it is very accessible. I'm not arguing that. No, I hear you. I'm just saying it aloud. But they, but with like the the way Pokemon Home works nowadays, where Pokemon Home is, uh, it, it wants to be backwards compatible with every game. I don't think the idea of a generation per se is something in Game Freak's mind or the Pokemon company's mind when they come to competitive. So much anymore. You should buy all of the games on Switch to stay competitive. That is what they are saying. Yes. Yeah. You should play our video games, is what they are saying, if you want to be competitive. Granted, I think the hack check is also very easy to get around, but that's a completely different story. Yep, that's a whole other topic. It's very easy to get around. Um, it's, It's not super difficult. It's a very minor inconvenience. You're right. And, you know, if you are truly going to beat these events... I don't think it would, it takes a lot of time to fully build a team if you wanted it. I mm-hmm. disagree with you slightly w- with the exception. I, I mostly disagree with you with the exception of Enamorous. Only because getting. Oh, yes, in any Trick Room thing. And- yeah, Trick Room is, Trick Room zero speed IVs are the biggest problem in this. Like, if they make a bottle cap, I do not care what any argument is at this point. Like,. They need the reverse bottle cap that can turn yeah. any anything into zero, and then you're, then you're fine. As soon as they give us that, I think that most of these arguments are moot. They want you to play their game. I'm shocked that a company that's running their own tournaments for their own video game is expecting you to do that. Um, that's sarcasm. I will say, though, wh- wh- one thought process that you know could have helped, and I know there was a lot of issue around Worlds with this, was like, why didn't they offer people to submit their team early to affect, to like the checker? Uh, so because they, you are obligated as a player by the rules to bring a legal team. Well, I, I, under, I, I understand, but like, if you are flying out over there, can't you like upload your team to your thing? Have somebody have like its thing checked? Like, yes, this is a viable team based on our things. This way, if you fly over there, you plan on playing, you don't suddenly get checked and decided. Oh, never mind, you're gone. There, there might be a better way to do it. I do, I do, do I do agree with that. There might be a be- slightly better way to do it. The, theoretically, locking them in the battle box or connecting to the internet should do this, uh, but they haven't implemented these things online. It actually is a lot better now. 
Um, because it used to be, so the way a lot of people got caught is there's this number in a Pokemon data file called the, uh, the Pokemon home tracker, um, which is a, uh, a bajillion digit number, um, that is randomly generated when a Pokemon goes into Pokemon home from its original game. And what you used to be able to do is if a Pokemon was generated in Scarlet and Violet, say like an Ursaluna that you can't catch in Scarlet and Violet is generated in Scarlet and Violet. It would read all zeros. Which is why a lot of people who brought an Ursaluna to Worlds and hacked it got caught. Mm-hmm. Now, this Ursaluna should be marked legal by the game. It shouldn't be tradable, um, which is something I think they need to figure out on their own side. And they pseudo-done that because a way to get around this was to assign it the home tracker. And you could do it just by sending it to Pokemon Home and grabbing it back out. And it would have been assigned a home tracker and there would have been no issues. But now with the Pokemon Home date update post uh, Teal Mask coming out, uh, you can't send Pokemon that have a messed up home tracker back to home. <laughs> I remember the old days of back in I think Gen six and Gen seven when you know if I was hacking I had to go out catch the Pokemon legit first. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then modify the stats and stuff from there because you know this way it got around all the hacks because it's a legitimately caught Pokemon. It's just I didn't want to do the training or what. If you were to do that, but it's very hard to for pokemon to catch that but yeah this is this is spiraled into a completely different discussion uh useful nonetheless uh back in the day when you could just cheat the pokemon system nostalgia back when i could hack my pokemon more easily and disobey rules do you remember the 21st night of (laughs) never mind (laughs) we're we're insane yeah, I mean, what one last thing? Yeah, we could we could do one last thing and then we could wrap it up. But I I've just been feeling really nostalgic for Pokemon lately and the old the some of the old days. Not saying that they were better, just that they were different. See, and that's why I like playing a lot of older ROM hacks, just because mm. like anything that's Gen four and earlier, I just like the style of the game, and it's a lot easier to you know play through it and have fun and do things where it's like as you get into later games there's so much extra stuff that's there you're not entirely wrong i i don't disagree with you yeah i i think past gen 5 things kind of get nuts nutty with how much there is to do all right guys i am gonna go a ahead and call it a topic there but i'm gonna I'm going to leave you guys with the uh, the mailbag question for what are you nostalgic for in Pokemon? Huzzah. Or are you? Or do you just hate old Pokemon? Let me know. I think those are all valid opinions. Or was your first game Scarlet and Violet? And what are you looking forward to being nostalgic about? <laughs> <laughs> That's how old I was when I started playing. <laughs> all right. We're going to end the topic there, guys. We're going to kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. <laughs> Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National X number 534, Claude 9, the muscular Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, Conkelder, the muscular Pokemon. <laughs> it's uh, Alpha Sapphire Pokedex entry reads, rather than rely on force, they master moves that utilize the centrifugal force of spinning concrete. The centrifugal force of spinning concrete. Thanks, Conkelder. Is that right? Did I misspell that? Say that? No, no, you're, that, centrifugal, centripetal, uh, is the one with the P? Centrifugal? 
Oh no, no centrifugal. No, oh, centrifugal. Centrifugal. Oh god, no, no, that, I can't read. That's the correct. That's the correct force. Centra, centra, uh, centrifugal force is the one that pushes you yeah, I, outwards. I said, I, I said centripetal. Uh, uh, centripetal force is okay. the one that pulls you in. Um, cent- centrifugal force, like that's a centrifuge. Like you can actually, uh, if you go to the laundromat, they sometimes have centrifuge dryers. Oh. Fun so fact. I said the wrong word. But. Uh, also, these are imaginary forces anyway, so it's fine. Um, oh, okay. They're not real forces. Centrifugal forces and... Uh, You're not a real force. They're not real Got forces. Em. They're not real <laughs> forces. It's fine. Uh, it, it's just it's literally just because you're changing direction, not because you're changing speed. Um, all right. So, Conkelder is a good Pokemon. Um, they, this one is uh, Machamp done right. It's one of the few uh, successes of Black and White. <laughs> I, I love it so much. He's such a friend. Yeah, I mean, b- bulky HP at 105, uh, 140 base attack stat, um, and then the rest are just trash. Well, there's defense there, too, uh, isn't there? Oh, defense is 95. Sure, defense is 95. But then special attack's 55, special defense is 65, and speed is 45. It might as well not have any of those stats. Man, and if only it had some way to go fast. Uh, mock maybe punch. maybe act first in a turn. Mock hmm. punch. Ayo. Ayo. Does it get mock punch yeah, anymore? Mock punch, baby. Oh yeah, it gets mock punch. That's what made it. That's, that's the other whole... portion of it being. Oh, it does. Okay, it's still, it's still, it's an egg move. It's an egg move. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I was looking it's at that it. with Iron Fist is your whole like gimmick. Uh, well, I was just like, I was like, oh no, how does it get it? <laughs> because it's that's not, fair. it's not in its normal move pool. It needs to go at the speed. It has to start running at the. Sp- it's Actually, does it get mock? Fun- does it get mock punch in Gen Nine? Actually, yes. What's the what does it sure. what does it yeah. breed with to get that? It does. It doesn't have to breed with anything. It's what? Gen nine. It's Gen. What do you mean? It's Gen nine. Okay, what it just what gives it the egg move? What Pokemon does it hang out anything with? Anything that also learns Mach Punch. Is that really it? Yeah, that's okay. how that's how the Gen nine egg moves work. You just have it hang out with any Pokemon that has the move in its move pool. It doesn't have to be related. Good to know. Yeah. I, why am I an idiot? I don't know. It's it could be Rayquaza that has Mach Punch somehow and it'd learn it. Yep. Ah, but yes. It's the same with, it's the same with Defog because, you know, <laughs> centrifugal forces. Remember that yeah, time Pokemon Go made a TCG set and the Conkelder special art was the second most expensive card in that set because reasons? Right. I'm so confused yeah. by that, by the way. I don't understand yeah. why that Conkelder V was so expensive. Yeah. I don't know. I, like it's but not. It's not it's cool. Defog, like Claude said, which is just weird. It was also just a weird card to have in the Pokemon Go set. I just don't understand. Yeah. They're just like you know what Pokemon reminds me of Pokemon Go, Conkelder. Conkelder wasn't Pokemon Go set pretty much just one fifty one, but uh no, it was. It had a lot of Pokemon that I would argue More were semi semi important to Pokemon Go. Like Melmetal was in it, which makes sense. Um, yeah, like Meltan and oh, Melmetal okay. were in it, uh, because they were Pokemon Go specific Pokemon. Uh, you had, a, you did have a lot of famous Gen 1 Pokemon, which is what got people into it, but also a lot of Pokemon that are just very specific to Pokemon Go in terms of like their notoriety or their commonality. Like Natu and Zatu were there a lot because they were very, when they were released, they became very common Pokemon. Lunatone and, and Solrock were in that. In tournaments that you see. Yeah. Yeah, Lunatone and Solrock were in there because, you know, they're Pokemon that based on the night and day and how they move in the cycle. Mm. Um, and uh, there were a couple other things. I mean, uh, like Chansey and Blissey made it in because Blissey w- used to be very annoying. Now, now there were three rate or technically four radiant Pokemon, but uh, that were just three starters in Eevee. <laughs> yep. 
So, so that was obviously there as well. But outside of that, like the Wimpod made it in because it's an annoying Pokemon yeah. to catch in Pokemon Go. Uh, and Mewtwo was featured because it was the first big raid that ever happened. But yeah, there, there were a lot of fun little things in the Pokemon Go set that I thought were very cute. But yes, uh, we are talking about Con Kelder though, who was surprisingly in that set. That's what we're focusing on today. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Con Kelder was surprisingly in the Pokemon Go set. I was just trying to, I'm trying to like sprinkle in more than just us going straight to the team. And I was, uh, I was like, I, the one weird memory I had of it was that it was for some reason in that set. Yeah. Uh, it did not get a card printing at all during the Sun and Moon era, which is uh, interesting. It didn't come back. It, it was only in base XY and didn't come back until battle styles. Wow. Wow. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, well, let's get to this team. We do have a team today. It is a VGC Regulation E team. It does have your Con Kelder on it, of course, uh, and a few other friends because it's Regulation E. We have allowed uh, things like Ogre Pond in, and boy, is it on this team. Oh, boy. So I'm going to kick us off with our Con Kelder here today. He is wearing an Assault Vest. He has the Iron Fist ability. He is a Terra-type Steel. He has a bunch of EVs that I'm not going to read to you because they will not mean anything to you. Uh, with hmm. an adamant nature... Max attack, some bulk, that's all. Yeah, and not even max attack. There's like a little bit taken away for reasons. Um, yeah. And so... Nice. Uh, but it is running Drain Punch, uh, Thunder Punch, Mock Punch, and Knock Off. Uh, mock Punch so you can hit first. Thunder Punch for some decent coverage uh, because there are some notable Water-type Pokemon, ra- uh, Rapid Strike, Urshifu. Uh, and... <laughs> Drain Punch for some recovery and knockoff because it's always nice to knock off your opponent's item. Mm-hmm. Additionally, we've got a, an old faithful here, Scizor, holding the Life Orb with this Technician ability. Terra-type Water, Max HP, Max Attack, Adamant Nature, Bullet Punch because it's good. Bug Bite, Sword Stance, and Protect. Uh, I assume it's just a Scizor that hits hard and it goes somewhat fast unless you're using Bug Bite. Yep. It's great against um what's it called? Fluttermane. The ghost. Thank you. Fluttermane. It's weak Oh, to that makes sense. It that makes sense. Terras, so. Yep. It forces them uh, to terror then and waste it on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh and since Fats mentioned it, uh I'll take the Ogre Pond uh and this one's is wearing the Wellspring mask, which is the water mask. So it's the ability water absorb, um bunch of EVs, most of it's in HP and speed, uh adamant nature with Ivy Cudgel, Horn Leech. Sword stance and spiky shield. Ooh. Yep. And to go with that, um, we have one of my favorite little fire fish friends, Chi Yu, with a choice scarf. Uh, beats of ruin, terra type fire, max special attack, max speed, modest nature, heat wave, dark pulse, overheat, and burning jealousy. Ooh. Very interesting. You got the big hard hitters. Yeah, but you've got the maybe interesting Pokemon. Yeah, but I left Seth all out in the cold. Oh, ha, put him to... S- ha, 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 ha. So, starting off with uh, my cold shoulder Pokemon that are left, I've got Ninetales Alolan form, specifically our Icy Boy, holding a Focus Sash. The ability is, of course, Snow Warning, so you can get that up. Terra-type is Ghost, probably, so you can avoid being, I don't know, extreme-speeded or mock-punched. And... Uh, max special attack, max speed, timid nature, as most Ninetales run. Move set of Blizzard, Moonblast, Protect, and Aurora Veil, which is, you know, setting the double screens if snow is up. So you get Reflect Light Screen in one turn. 
Hooray, Ninetales. It's horrible. It's and actually very good. But. It's very good, and that's why it's horrible. I hate seeing it. Mm-hmm. So garnering a lot of support from the snow being up and the screens being up, we've got Iron Bundle holding choice specs. The ability doesn't matter. It's quark drive. We know that. Its terra type is ice because you got to make them ice moves hit hard. It's got max special attack, max speed, timid nature. It's got blizzard, freeze dry, icy wind, and hydro miss. I mean, sorry, hydro pump. And, you know, fairly standard iron bundle, but you can throw blizzards out and they won't miss with terra ice choice specs. It's stupid. You do a ton of damage. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, that's the team. Uh, we're going to go ahead and throw that up on the Discord for you guys. And you guys can go ahead and look at it whenever you want. Uh, mm-hmm. But until then, guys, uh, this is the team. Try it out. It does look fun. Uh, it looks very straightforward, actually. Yeah, really offensive, like hyper-offense yeah. type of thing where you just get something in and hit really hard for yep. the next couple turns. So I do recommend you going to check that out. We are going to go ahead and kick it on over then, guys, to our final segment, the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! Welcome to the mailbag, and instead of what other segment I said at the end of the last one, this is this part of the show where you can send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll probably read it on the show. Uh, last week, we asked you guys what your top five and bottom five Pokemon were. We're about to get to that, but as always, this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Fictional hooves! And we're going to go ahead and read some of these emails. Our first email this week is going to be from The Night Calls Out. And I believe Claude is going to read this one. Yes. What it do, Puckle Crew? The Night Calls here writing in for only the second time. See you in Japan, Batch. I'm there for two and a half weeks for the first time and cannot wait. Bug types haven't always been my favorite, being super effective against my favorite type, grass. But there are some that leave a good and bad imprint in my head. My top five are Heracross, Spinarak slash Ariados, Scolipede, Ladian slash Ladyba, and Crustle. A quick overview, Heracross, an awesome design based off my favorite bug. It didn't need to be over the top, and I love its mega. Also, ha- Ash's Heracross constantly wanting sap from his Bulbasaur was always funny to me. Uh, Spinarak slash Ariados gives me some amazing nostalgia being the first bug encountered at night and being the first spider-based Pokemon in my favorite Gen 2 game, Crystal. Nice. Yes, that tracks. Uh, Skullpede. You just can't hate a hard-hitting, super-fast bug, and how good it is, and how good is that design? It does have one of the best shinies, I will say that. Uh, Lady and Ladybug, another bug type from Gen 2. I know it's not the strongest, but I find Ladian's design so cool. Carmen Rider-like fighter. I also really like the Ladian design. Uh, wished it was better. I, I just, yeah, I just wish it was better, right? Like, if it just had, if it just had a move pool. Also, bug type just keeps kind of getting the shaft. It's like, oh, cool, we're going to give it all these cool fighting, punching moves and give it, like, 30 base attack. And its stats are so bad. What is going on? It needs a, it needs an evolution out of everything else. It needs an evolution. That's true. If they, Honestly, yeah. I mean, it, it's... Its attack is 35. Its special attack is 55. It's almost as good as a Talonflame. Yeah. 
Uh, yep. <laughs> Continue. And finally, my Rocky Crab Boy Crustle. My favorite crab Pokemon from any gen. It's slow and bulky and not favorable, but when it was shown in the lineup for Unite, I had to use it, and I don't regret it one bit. My bottom five is a lot easier to figure out without explanation. Wormadam, 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 Rabombi, Spyops. Rabombi is surprising. <laughs> I'm here as the Wormadam fan, because I think Wormadam is a great Pokemon. It knows who it is. It, I don't care if there's a trash form. It knows it's trash. It's better than that. It knows and accepts itself for who it is, unlike most of you listening to this podcast right now. I'm sorry. This is Claude speaking, by the way, not... <laughs> yes, yes. Let's make the distinction in voice here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was all me. Um, all right. Back to the email. I mean, come on. Even Pokemon called one Wormadam trash. And they weren't wrong. <laughs> Bombi for me was a letdown for a bug fairy type. And Spidops, what did we do to deserve Spidops? Thank you for reading. The night calls out. <laughs> All right. This next email is going to be from Barely Trying. And I believe Seth has this. You betcha. I got this one. What's up, Puckle people? It's Barely Trying. Before I get to my bug list, I wanted to say that I think my five-month-old five-month-old daughter somehow already has her favorite Pokemon figured out, and I'm 90% sure it's Dragonite. When I was watching the anime, she stared at the TV when the episode that Ash goes to the Dragonite Island was on while I was feeding her. She was laughing at the Dragonites on TV, and when we went to Target, I was playing with the plushies that they had and when i got to dragonite once again she was laughing like crazy so i'm convinced it's her favorite plus mine is salamence so pseudo dragons being a favorite must run in the family but today we are here to talk about bugs so here's my top and bottom five starting with the top number one Volcarona. I didn't care too much for the bug type until I saw this magnificent beauty of a bug. It's in my top 10 Pokemon, and I just love its design and the face that it's a legendary quote-unquote Pokemon. Number two, Armaldo. Okay, I lied. I uh, I had a bug or two I liked before Gen 5, but Armaldo, Armaldo isn't a regular bug type if there's even such a thing. It's my favorite fossil by a mile, and I love its cry. Number three, Wormple. This is the other bug. As a kid, the fuzzy caterpillars were my favorite bug, and Wormple reminds me of them. Plus, it's the best regional bug. I'm a Gen 3 person. As a fellow Gen 3 person, this is Seth talking. Huzzah. Good. Yeah. So I started doing this. I started doing this. Uh, this is a uh, slight aside, but it's in line with the Gen 3 comment. I started doing this. Uh, I got onto this Pokemon quiz website where it's just like name all the Pokemon. It's essentially just like a really fancy version of a Sporkle quiz for anybody that lived in the 2010s. And uh, and it fills in the Pokemon as you do it. And I was starting, I was doing it generation by generation because I, I was just kind of seeing what I could do. Because uh, I think it'd be fun to do on stream once, like try to fill in every single Pokemon out that exists. And then uh, make it, this is the stream that is, what are the true forgettable Pokemon? Right, because it because at the end when you give up, you can give up, and it shows you which ones you missed, and it gives you a list of the Pokemon you missed. Uh, I really kind of want that, so I could be like, "What are the truly forgettable Pokemon?" Is that the one that you can turn the silhouettes on? And yeah, you can turn them on and off, but I, I would do it with them off. Um, it, and so I really enjoy. I was like, I was going through it, and so like Gen One, I can do uh pretty pretty. I, sometimes I forget Goldeen is a Pokemon, but that's like the only one. <laughs> I, I can usually figure get Gen 1 done. I can do it almost in order, too. Wow. I couldn't do Gen 2, d- despite myself calling myself a Gen 2-er, right? I can't do Gen 2 consistently. 
the one that I, I have shocked myself that I can do consistently is Generation 3. Really? Wow. I could 100% Generation 3 um, very easily. And it's, it's because there's like some minor tricks that happen in a lot of Pokemon Pokedexes post-Gen 2, where instead of just like slapping the Pokemon in the Pokedex... They did it based on the Pokemon, like the Pokemon number is where it's captured, right? So it's a little bit easy. Gen 3 is better about it than other generations. Like Gen 4, that rule just kind of gets thrown out the window. Well, Gen 3 is also missing a whole bunch too, because I remember going through that dex and some of it's misaligned. There is, in my mind, there's pre, uh, well, there is the everything that's before you get surf and then after you get surf is, is how I see it. I don't disagree with that. That's probably very valid. Uh, Skitty and Delcaddy though are just like randomly in there, like in the in the early middle. Like it's very confusing. Well, you can get them right on top of Rustboro. Can can you? You had to trade for it in the original game, right? No, they're right. They're the route above Rustboro. They're really rare. Is it like a one percent encounter or something? Something like that. Yeah. Gen three represent. Anyway, number four, Frozmoth. Snom is its pre evo, and it's just another beautiful moth. Plus, Bug Ice is cool to me for I don't know what reason. Number five. Sent a scorch. 1,000 legged bug finally got some love in a very cool way. Fire bug radiator when Gigantamax was something I enjoyed instantly. Honorable mention to Slithering, be- Slitherwing because it's walking vo- Volcarona. Sorry, I'm stuttering on everything. Ugh. Anyway, now for the bottom five, which is a little more straightforward. Number one, Parasect. How dare you? Shouldn't even be a bug type considering it's a fungus that took over the mind of a bug. Personally, I think it should be Grass Ghost. Since we're lacking in those, plus I just don't like its design. Number two, bug ghost is what it should be. No, no, it's a, it's going back to Nate. It's cordyceps. It's a fungus bug. It's what it's supposed to be. It's not dead yet. Not dead yet. Do we have a bug ghost type? Yes, it's Shedinja. I'm an idiot. Shedinja. Shedinja. Is that it though? Yes. Yeah. We should get a cooler one. <laughs> we should get one that has more than one HP. Yes. <laughs> Uh, number two, Pineco. Should be grass. Looks stupid. Since it should have been grass, it should have evolved into a tree. Number three, Volbeat. Elamize or Elamize. No, but no, Pineco is just a bagworm. Yeah, it is. It's just Wormadam 2. It's, yeah, no, no, it's Wormadam the original. Burmy is- Wormadam a, Alpha. Wormadam is the copycat and Fortress is the superior version. They're based on the same insect. Anyway, Volbeat, Elamize- is so much better than this thing. Also, why does it get such a good stat boosting move, like a plus three special attack move on such a pointless Pokemon? I don't get it. Number four, Relor. I had to walk around with this bug rolling a poop ball for 1,000 steps to evolve it into a much cooler Pokemon. The fact that I had to look at it for as long as I did is why I hate it so much. It's like, it's like, it's like one of the Marx Brothers, though, and it's adorable. I once shot an elephant in my pajamas. How it got in my pajamas, I'll never know. Groucho marks. Anyway, number five, Cascoon. Personally, I think Beautifly should have been the only thing that Wurmple ends up being, but I had a shiny Wurmple and I wanted a Silcoon so badly, but I got this uglier cocoon that turns into an ugly bug. I have a vendetta against this cocoon and it will never shed. That's all I got this week. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll talk again on the next type ranking episode. Sincerely, barely trying. Okay, so I believe in Wurmple and its split evolution. I think Wurmple's great. You you know how, like, nowadays, like, let's think about when Scarlet and Violet released about a year ago now, uh, which is scary to think about, by the way. Right, yeah. That's a year old. When we did that, everybody was freaking out about Finizen evolving into 
oh my gosh, Palafin. Finn isn't evolving into Palafin. They didn't know how to do it, blah, blah, blah. I still remember Shamu going absolutely insane. Now imagine imagine a world where the internet exists, where Wurmple is introduced. What's the trigger? What's it do? What's well mine evolved when I I love the fact that it's just random. Like let's talk about let's talk about back in the day. And this is pre internet days. Like let's tie into the topic a little bit. You have to use poison sting instead of string <laughs> This is one of like the wildest things where it took forever for people just to understand that it was No, it's male versus females. It was just random. It, 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 I miss playground rumors about how Pokemon works. I just miss it because that's, it just gets debunked so quickly because we're all nerds. Yeah. Oh, I do miss it, though. I digress. We have one last email we're going to get to today, uh, despite there being others. Uh, so thank you to everybody. This one is going to be from Red Metal Mantis, which I assume is long for scissor. Huh. What the shuckle team, Puckle? I like that intro. I also appreciate it's bolded. I've honestly waited so long for the bug type list. I think despite it being regarded as the second weakest type, it has some of the coolest Pokemon concepts. Second weakest. Probably grass. Rock. I don't know. One of them. No, those are better. Uh, the diversity of choices you can make with bugs just doesn't match what any other type can do. Only bug, dragon, and water types specifically have specific species they can base themselves on and look at dragon types. They literally have an apple. <laughs> it stings that I only have five to put on the top, but here are the categories. One. Early route bug. I like that this is kind of like the Oscars. One, the early route bug. I know all of us wish we could... Two, animation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I wish we could escape this reality and live in the Pokemon universe, but I think everyone would immediately regret upon realizing Beedrill exists. <laughs> Both Butterfree and Beedrill are cool, but the Mega honestly makes Beedrill a threat to humanity. <laughs> yeah. Bugs that look like people. Scyther is a 10 out of 10 Pokemon, and Scissor just makes it 11 out of 10. I'll accept having it live in a world that has three-foot hornets, as long as I can have Scissor as my partner Pokemon. Bonus point for Scissor being super effective against rock types. Bugs with mixed elements. Volcarona, a moth beyond being drawn to a flame, but has come become one with it. Just being based off Mothra makes it better than any other bug Pokemon. Also, its pre-evolution is a severed head of a god. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, bugs that don't look like bugs. Something I wish Pokemon would do more often is give the spotlight to mediocre Pokemon in their ga other games, just like how they made Lumineon relevant in the TCG. That's why I'm putting Crustle on the list. It's my main in Unite, and it's so fun to run down to Situize and Delphoxes with this giant brownie. <laughs> That's so... Number five. It is a brownie. It is, though. It is, though. Yeah. Especially the cake one. Oh, my God. Number five. Bugs with a gimmick. Shedinja, discovering the mechanic of how to get one get one and its ability based playstyle is what makes this pokemon so memorable also i think it would be funny if you gave this pokemon the shed skin ability so that if it gets paralyzed it looks at you and says mr trainer i don't feel so good <laughs> but then i wouldn't have wonder guide i'm so confused sorry to swarm you with all my opinions here's a quick list of the bottom five the entire burmy line a trash cloak for a trash pokemon Frostmoth, a nice version but ironically not as cool as volcarona but I'm just, uh, Ariados, just do a web search and it will tell you all you need to know. Uh, <laughs> not doing that. Volbeat slash Illumise. I couldn't believe my eyes with these stupid fireflies sing in the style of Isle City. Oh, I could not believe my eyes with these stupid fireflies. It, you should have put that before. So I remember to do it. M more auto tune. 10 out of 10. I'm really good, actually, I think. 
especially at nine o'clock with like a shot voice after uh touring people around today it's um, really good beautifully slash dust docs take beedrill and butterfree but make them depressed <laughs> okay uh p.s special mention to scarlet and violet for being bug type pokemon games oh Ooh. i'm buzzing off until next time i don't get it i don't get it red metal mantis i'm not gonna explain it to you claude <laughs> We'll tell you when you're older. Oh, right. Well, that's going to be it for that email. I don't know who we give it to uh, either. The second one, because we tied it into the main topic. Oh, yeah. It sparked more conversation. We did, actually. That's Cody. That's barely trying. Barely trying. You get the green Tauros badge. Uh, you get to go ahead and get ask us for that on the Discord, and you get it. Um, until next time, though, guys, if you want to tell us what you're nostalgic for in Pokemon... That would be really cool. I know I'll be in Japan, but I will be checking those emails, and I am actually very interested. I'll also be on Discord. I'm going to send pictures while you're all sleeping. Nice. Perfect. I love it. That uh, You get to wake up to Thatch presents. That's what happens. Yay! You're going to wake up to Thatch presents, mostly because I haven't done... Like, I have... Last time I went to Japan, I had the math for what time it is there in my head, so I knew what time it was back home. I do not have that right now. This time, I am so... I'm going in so blind this time, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'll be DMing you my results as I go through Peoria. I will be on an airplane while that is happening. You no, know, you're just going to put them in chat so we can all see it, Seth. Yes, Seth, but you should send me the details. I'm going to call the pilot and say, I'm going to call the pilot. I know a guy, and he's going to be like, and passengers, uh, Seth Bilo would like to inform Thatch that he is zero five and one zero in five Peoria. And one. <laughs> I think I land in uh, Japan at uh, 2 a.m. Sunday. Nice. <laughs> Eastern time. Uh, so so I will be on a plane for 12 hours before that. Uh, <laughs> Woo! So, yeah, good times. It's going to be a really, really fun time for all of you to not be able to contact me, which is honestly the w- way every vacation should begin, is with a hard cutoff from communicating with people that you work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, email is the, uh, those, uh, those Pokemon that you would like to see. Uh, until then, though, guys, you can keep up with us on the Discord at PuckleDiscord.com, on social media, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. Uh, Claude, I have a new ROM for you that I think you should play for it. Ooh! I will, I will tell you uh, after this is over. Uh, but uh, additionally, you can check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast, if you missed Claude playing ROMs that I just sent him. <laughs> and then additionally, you can go ahead and follow us... Uh, you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash buckle podcast. We've got exclusive shows for you over there on Patreon. Uh, this month, we're going to hope I'm shooting for three. I'm shooting for three, but let's say two will happen for sure. Number one, we're going to be getting you another one of those cool co-host interviews like we did with Seth. Nice. We're going to also go ahead and uh, get us another one of the we're going to get another one of those Patreon roundups, which actually was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. So I, I'm excited to hopefully do that with you guys again. And additionally, uh, maybe a game corner. I'm going to shoot for a game corner this month. We'll see what happens. There are only so many waking hours in the month. <laughs> All right, though, guys, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been Seth Vilo. And I've been Claude Nah. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.